this is Mike and welcome to From the Rookery End or should it be known as After the Lord Mayor's Show. We're speaking to you outside Vicarage Road after a disappointing end to what looked like being a positive week. We couldn't make it four in a row. It's finished here, Watford nil, Coventry 1. I'm joined by DCW. Hello. Jason. All right now. And very, very briefly, Geordie, he's got to get off. Hello. Lads, I don't really know where to start. It all looks so positive, didn't it? I thought it was a decent start from, from Watford. They're looking to, to make it four wins in a row. Looked like they had that confidence coming from a hard-fought win against Cardiff. Had the ball in the net, didn't they? It was a, a judge a bit of foul from, from Keenan Davis. Where did it go wrong from there, Dave? I think we had, we had, especially first half, we had all the ball, all the possession. But Coventry, from early on, they looked dangerous on the break. They were getting in every time they, they turned the ball over. But I think in, in general today, it's a frustrating loss. I think Coventry were, played well, defended well, got their goal, their game plan worked. I, I wouldn't say that we were unlucky, but I, 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 we didn't show enough quality in the final third. Either the, either the final ball wasn't right or when the times on a number of occasions when the final ball was good, there wasn't anyone attacking the ball. And obviously, Saar missed that chance. Nine times out of ten, that goes in. Maybe the ball was a little bit high from Kamara. That's why he gets underneath it. But he's a, he's a yard out. He, he should just get his foot on it and it should go in. So we, we were a bit unlucky in that sense. But we, we just didn't show enough quality. Our, our attacking players didn't do enough in the final third for us to get anything out of the game today. So it's frustrating. I think that's a good point because I think what we've realised in watching enough championship football over, well, over the course of our football-watching careers and the recent weeks, Watford are probably better man for man than most teams in the in the championship but what I think we've seen today is that if you're not at 100% if you're not at full tilt you're not going to get the result and, and Dave you're right to say that, that Coventry played well and on the balance of things I'd probably say they deserved a win Jace it felt like we did start well though and it felt like we, we, we did carry over that that confidence we were getting the ball wide which is something we, we haven't done really Keenan Davis was making a nuisance of himself and there was two things that, that stood out for me early on that was Edo, Edo KMB looked much more dynamic he looked more of a threat going forward Dave you've been very vocal saying that our midfielders don't look like they want the ball or know what to do with it it looks like he had a good start to the game Jace but on the flip side someone that's sort of really come to the fore as, as talismanic for what for Jao Pedro couldn't quite get him going and, and I couldn't work out whether it's we're using our wing play better because of KMB getting it out wide or, or Pedro just couldn't get into the game or was a job done on him? I think a job was done on him. I think it was... Um, and, and his decision-making was... We, we've seen sort of the, perhaps the more, the more immature, without being unkind, so the more immature side of him where he was trying to do things, trying to be a bit too cute. I thought Coventry, as we said, so they deserved the win because they set up really, really well, I thought. I mean, it was, it was very much a home-and-away game today wasn't it we dominated the possession we dominated territorially but as soon as they got the ball they were exploiting the space that we left behind um, attacking and then as soon as we won the ball back they were dropping seven men back leaving two or three up up front and sort of really congesting the areas where our key players were playing and whilst we were able I thought we, we moved the ball side to side quite quickly and sort of looked to switch it talk about Kainbe looking for the diagonals sort of up and down the pitch we weren't so quick because they were sort of covering all the spaces it was hard for us to sort of play in behind until we sort of slowly worked the ball up the pitch then we were sort of kind of able to get behind by which point they'd really sort of flooded the middle we'd sort of been moved around a bit and, and as I think as Dave said the, either the quality of the ball wasn't great or Coventry had enough men in the box to sort of be able to deal with it and that sort of affected Jao Pedro as well because 
where he was picking the ball up, as soon as he got it, there were three men around him, or he's trying to play it through spaces that weren't there, or he was just sort of running into trouble, and it, and it really didn't happen for him today. Geordie, it felt like it felt like Watford didn't really recover from from going ahead, and then finding out they hadn't gone ahead. It was a faster start than normal for Watford, but for me, it really sort of the rot, if you can call it that. I think Jason's right to say that, that Coventry did a good job throughout but it felt like we were we were caught cold coming out for the second half just didn't really get going at all uh, I would say it goes the whole first half I think I, I, you're right I, was, so as you morphed into me there yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah well, I'm turning to Dave rushing off early so I might as well morph into you I think if you were a neutral you'd be rooting for Coventry you know it you kind of hear about, you know, remember the film Ocean's Eleven. This was like Robin's Eleven. You had like 11 people all came together, executed a plan perfectly, and they've gone off with the gold. And that's exactly what, what they had to do. You're right. We are better than most teams. We are. And we're always looking for the perfect pass. And if we can't get the perfect pass, we'll take a, an extra touch and play it back. And that's playing into Coventry's hands. Coventry knew what we were all about. You know, they, Joe Pedro is going to have to get used to getting attention. And unfortunately, he didn't get a lot of support around him because the, the central midfield isn't dynamic. So if, if we can't get a ball out through Joe Pedro, Hamza Chowdhury and, and Edo Kayembe will often look for like a lateral pass. So to, to, you know, like, like to Jason's point, we'll go sideways, we'll go backwards and we'll keep possession. And that's playing, that helps other teams get set up. And then it's very difficult to, for the four forwards to get any space. So, yeah, it's, it's, they came out and they scored early in the second half. And I said at, at half time, um, if we let the first goal in, we're done. Because it was perfect at 0-0 for them. But at 1-0... It was, it, was even, it was even more perfect. If you get more than perfect, it was more perfect for them because their whole game plan was set up to just nullify us and hit us on a counter-attack. And in the first half, they created better chances than us. We got, the goal in, we got the ball in the goal, which was a, a foul, apparently. Obviously, Saar had that chance in the second half, which was unfortunate, but they're harder than they look sometimes when it comes to fishing across like that. Any, any angle that isn't right can send it rock. You know, defenders put it in their own net and strikers put it over the bar. But I thought Coventry were, were better than us, frankly, at, at football. OK, well, your, your son is trying to break through the lines yes. here, so we'll let you get unlike, on. Unlike Watford today. Well, exactly. Thanks for joining us, Jordy. Safe right. journey home, James. Uh, Jace. What, we sort of mentioned the goal there, we haven't sort of talked about it in detail. What disappointed me was it was the same tactic they were deploying sort of throughout the first half. As soon as they got the ball, when they were playing on the counter, Gilkeris, I'm trying to... We'll go with that. He was finding the space that our fullbacks were leaving behind because we were we seemed to be pushing both fullbacks up. Our midfielders seemed to be both pushing forward as well. We were sort of creating a lot of pressure that way, which was good in an attacking sense because when we were on top, we were winning the ball back quite quickly. When they were struggling to get out of their half, trouble was once they were getting it beyond that sort of those that bank of four. It was our two central defenders up against their strikers. They were going wide, putting our central defenders wide and creating space as well. And, and at times the defenders weren't sure whether to go or, or not go. And you just wonder if at half-time perhaps we should, Slav should have said, Hamza, just sit a bit deeper. Would that have affected our attacking play? I Probably think- not. I don't think it would have nullified us as much considering we were looking to go down the wings and we were a lot stronger down the wings. It just just to protect that because we did look at risks like Geordie said they were creating the better chances from the way they were should playing should have scored early shouldn't they and yeah they should have scored early um, and it just felt like again when, when that came you could see Sierra Alta wasn't sure he was calling Kamara to sort of go out wide with Gokeres and, and in the end made the decision to go created space in the middle um, in fact it wasn't Gokeres who went right it was the uh, number 8 I can't remember his name and then it was Gokeres who was in the middle then found the space 
and had uh, yeah all the time in the world really to put it past Backman. So that yeah, I was a bit disappointed that we didn't address that issue because it, it ultimately cost us a goal, cost us a game. Dave, do you think that our lack of perhaps squad depth is nullifying our ability to change? tactics we've kind of got to do what we've got to do we, you know there isn't many midfield choices we can we can go for there are there are plenty of rolls of the dice in terms of the substitutions which we'll we'll speak about do you think we sort of slavs limited or do you think he was basically done tactically by by mark robbins who after all has been around the block a bit commentary executed their game plan well but i don't know if you can say he was done tactically we created three or four very good chances you know you had the, the header from Saar that Davis didn't get on the end of in the second half the chance from Saar from one yard out hung both forced a good save from the goalkeeper you know we were we were we had a lot of possession we we but again we didn't we didn't show enough quality I don't I don't know if he was tactically out for nevertheless Coventry did do well at what they wanted to do and you know, in terms of substitutions it was all like for like, wasn't it, really? Um, there wasn't really a grand change of shape or anything. And I, I, I don't think anyone who came on was particularly poor. Um, you know, Espria nearly opened the game up with his, with his sort of first or second touch of the ball. That amazing pass through to, to Kamara, perfectly weighted, yeah. and then you know, that led to the chance that Saar missed. And then he sort of, he's, as ever, he sort of blew a bit hot and cold after that. But he was, you know, he was lively. And I thought, I, saw, I sort of thought fair play to Slav. I thought it was quite bold of him to take Chao Pedro off on the, on the hour mark. So he, you know, he is ostensibly our best player, and he said, "Look, it's not working for you today. Off you come, and I'm going yeah, to put, you, the right put move, a kid on. Put right a, move. Yeah, put a kid on in your in your place." And I was, you know, again, Hungbo had a few touches, some good, some bad, a few good deliveries. Bio put himself about, but yeah, it, 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 I think today really was the epitome of one of those days. It just yeah. wasn't going to be for us, was it? I, I think just work, just thinking about the about the team and could, if, if Slav could have done anything different. I think that's the best team that he would have picked. I think when we woke up this morning, that's the the side we would have gone for. So no real debate there, I don't think. But I do, I, I just question marks over a few, over, over a few performances today. I think that. What I heard early was the uh, first time I ever heard it was a rousing truce for truce. Was I hearing things? So it felt like it felt like the crowd are sort of warming to certain players. But then he got done a couple of times, didn't he? And I thought I thought I thought Kamara had a had a funny old game today. He felt like he was one where he was out of position a lot and and just felt like he wasn't doing his defensive duties. I mean, and and that's something we've we've talked about before. That's probably his weak point, isn't it? It's a bit like Firmino was. They 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 good players. But it's just that sometimes that positional sense, you feel they, they, they get caught out. And, and I've already said about it for the goal. Sierra out just sort of screaming at him to come back. I wonder if today it was about the tactics, because it, it, it clearly looking to sort of get behind him and push the fullbacks on. Um, and probably doing more of what he was told to do rather than maybe him being caught out positionally was, was the downfall there. And, I, and for, for Truce, you mentioned Truce. And the crowd getting behind him. Yeah, I think I, again. I, I think the you mentioned effects. he had he had a, he had a couple. Of, he sort of struggled. He, he had a bit of a torrid time at times uh, against their sort of strikers. Um, I'm not going to mention his name again because he's pure <laughs> carries. Um, but sort of Casey Palmer as well coming yeah. forward looked good and, and looked caused us a few problems. But again, I think it was just the, the way we were set up meant that it was it was hard work for them. And. I'm still, I'm still get frustrated by Sierra Alta getting so tight on his man yeah. so early because that causes the problems as well. A couple of times where he's sort of gone in, he's, he's foul away, where he got booked. He should have been booked about the first, first two minutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. got absolutely done. Got turned a couple of times. And, you, and that 
sort of still nags in the back of my head. So, but again, is that the way the way they're told to play? Is he having to make that decision because he knows they've sort of been left two at the back and he's got to go in and try and win the ball and sort of win the ball back quickly, which sort of suits the way he likes to play? And you think Patty he's probably doing it because of that? So yeah. I, I sort of give them cut those guys at the back a bit of slack because I think they they had a job to do today yeah. given that everyone else was having to push forward I do, I do wonder about about the indecisiveness of, of Batman sometimes you're just desperate for him to either come and clear it out and take everything mm. with him and, and he doesn't I wonder whether that plays into their hands not into their hands but plays on their mind a little bit I think that's just the nature of those two two players Trusty Kong and, and Sir Alta they've got that in them and that's why we've seen Sir Alta in and out of the side I think I think that is probably a technical deficiency of his and, I, and for me personally I think we're absolutely screaming out for that calm head of, of Craig Cathcart back just to just to calm everything down do the, do the simple things nice and easy so probably more credit to, to Coventry than than, than anything else in terms of our, our defensive I'm not going to call them woes because we know we know the situation back there I think midfield again we know where we're short there I think Hamza Chowdhury did what Hamza Chowdhury did Kembe I think showed something which hopefully you know all these players once if they're confident I think they will they, they will really kick on they weren't quite able to do it today I think Dave you, you're calling it one of those days is probably the best summation we're going to get and uh, we'll end, <laughs> we could well end the podcast there but it's so Kembe all of them so and I think hopefully Kembe can push on because I think we need these players to step up and we need them to be seven, eight, nine out of ten every week if we're going to put these put these sides away I do just want to talk about um, before we move on to talk about Slav and, and, and what he's done since he's turned in turned up the, the, the front play of Watford and, and it's been a bugbear of mine and we've mentioned it already but just the decision making and how we still don't seem to make the best use of what we've got up there we've got Keenan Davis's hulking great unit who is we, we've talked about a lot it's Mela I don't need anyone to, to talk about him. Jao Pedro, Despria when he comes on, um, Sema, who, who, who we love, industrious and, and skillful. But for me, Dave, we, it doesn't click often enough. And yes, admittedly, it only needs to click once, twice, three times in a game. And I mean, there's nothing better than seeing a defender know when Ismail Asar's gone. That's sort of like, you can just hear him go, ugh. And, and it, it's great to watch. But do we, really, do we get the best out of them? I think the answer is no. So my question to you is, how and what what should be done different? Is it is it down to individuals? Is it down to the, the head coach? What? I don't know. I don't, I don't. I don't think we should get too down about it. You know, the last time we were here, we absolutely smashed Luton, and they were great. Like, yeah, no, don't get me wrong. I'm not down. I'm, what I'm saying is, when there's frust- there's an element of frustration yeah. when we watch them, and, and the decision making isn't necessarily correct. And are we stinging the hands of the goalkeeper enough? No, no, that's a fair point. I don't think we we probably not making the goalkeeper work hard enough. So in a getting you know in a day like today, I, one thing I, I thought we did well getting it wide, and I, I thought you know we've we've we've, we've got used to the situation now where Saar and Sema are on opposite wings, and I thought they did what they did, and they got some balls in, and they messed a few up, and you know they they had chances and all that. One thing I don't think we did well enough today was we didn't get Davis into the game enough. Yeah. I don't think. I think, and maybe that's because Coventry screened him quite well and had bodies around him. But but I, I, it looked to me a few times that maybe we were, uh, you know, when our midfielders look up or our wide players look up and they see him that he's marked, they sort of go, oh, well, I won't pass to him. I'll go, I'll go back. I'll go side. I'll go down the down the wings. Give the ball to him. 
he's, he's big and strong enough to, to hold people off. That's his game. And enjoys it. Yeah, he wants to do that. He'll suck people in, he'll spin, he'll turn them, and he can go. So I think we, that's, you know, again, Jason made the point vertically today, we, weren't, we probably weren't good enough, and that's what we could do a little bit more. I felt a bit sorry for him today, apart from that one chance that he nearly got on the end of in the second half, and obviously the, the disallowed goal. He didn't really get in any good positions, and, you know, I think... The games where he's where we've got him involved and where he's played well, we've won comfortably. And I think again, that's probably something to look at today. I, what I like about Keenan Davis, I like his he's very chippy, isn't he? But I quite enjoy that. I quite enjoy that. And I think we're seeing the attitude and application and desire is probably out there from the start. They didn't really get they didn't give in, did they, at any stage? And you, no. and you did sense that despite it not being our day, that we might be able to sneak a winner with corner after corner after corner at the end. Dan Batten came up. It, it just wasn't to be. But I don't think it was for the for the want of trying let's wrap it up on the game then marks out of 10 for Watford's performance Jace ooh well home defeat home defeat I would say 6 yeah I was going to say 6 yeah one final question then I mean we talked about the championship and, and enjoying it was that actually and quite an entertaining game was that was there any, any, any could you enjoy that not as a not as a home no, fan. All right, I thanks. Think, I think Jordy uh, talked about neutral fans, yeah, and and yeah. that sort of Watford knocking on the door without quite creating anything, and then Coventry looking dangerous on the break, despite the fact that they only finished one nil. Both teams look like they could score goals, and if you're watching that as a, an entertaining game, that's what you want to see. Yeah, I, obviously, it's disappointing to lose, and you're a bit flat after you lose, but there, it, it was just missing a goal yeah. because we, we did have moments of excitement where we were off our seats and we were trying you make the, you make the good point there I think we didn't give up we did try we, we you know we, we were chucking the ball in maybe chucked it in a bit too much to be honest at the end a little bit too aimlessly at times but yeah it was just one of those days where I think we need a goal I think if Scar, if Saar scores that goal we probably win the game if, if, the, if the first goal the goal in the first half is not disallowed we'd probably win the game because Coventry would have had to open up and we had enough time left when Saar missed that chance to go on and, and win it, it was very frustrating but I don't think we should be too down about it especially as we've got a big chance to put things right straight away uh, well straight away a couple of days Wednesday we're at home to Reading and then we uh, travel down the M4 to, to Bristol City Jace what are you looking for in terms of uh, those two games we've got the World Cup break coming up and it has I have to say it feels like that's something that's going to benefit um, uh, Slavin Bilic and this and this Watford side we need to get to that break hunker down a little bit they sounds like they're going off to off to Spain on a sort of mini mid-season pre-season um, break what are you looking for apart from the obvious Six points from those two games. What do we What do we need to do different in these upcoming games? I think Tuesday, not not too much different. I think again, if we if we start on the front foot like we did today, you, the chances of having another game like today where you're you're missing the chances that you're creating, it, it's unlikely. Something something's going seriously wrong. Um, someone's broken a few mirrors if that happens again. I think so. I think if we start with the same mindset, feeling positive, get at them again, then. I, I'll be happy to see that at the start and just see how it develops from there. Dave, you're Slavin Bilic. You're going into training. You've got the day off tomorrow, so you're in training on Monday. What's your speech to the lads? I think Jace is right. I think... They won't know who Jace is. (laughs) (laughs) I think largely do the same sort of thing. Go again. Like, don't put that out of your mind. It's gone. It was unlucky. One of those days. Keep being positive. Keep playing on the front foot. And again, can we be better in those areas? Can can we get the ball into Davis a bit more? Is he going to start though? I mean, he doesn't. He doesn't often play two games in quick succession, does he? Sirout is, I think, going to be suspended for that game after his booking. So who comes in? Is Cathcart fit? Are we ever going to see Courtney Halls ever again? I don't know. We could do with him, um, but I don't think we need to. 
you know, throw the baby out with the bathwater and completely tear up the script, I, I think, you know, just keep going. And Reading, you know, Reading have had a few, they, they started the season well, they dropped off a bit. We shouldn't be scared of them, we should be beating them. Onwards, from the rookery end, a podcast about life following Watford FC. So Slaven Bilic has now taken charge of nine matches for, for Watford Football Club. The most recent one, of course, ending in defeat here. But, Jace, how would you rate the sort of Slaven Bilic era so far? It feels like he's been here forever. It feels like so much has, has happened. What do you think he's brought to, to the club and, uh, and the team? I think, I think we're playing with a little bit more positivity and a little bit more belief. I, I felt that was missing a bit with, with uh, Edwards, um, which is a shame because we, we liked Edwards and he seemed like a... A nice chap and, and a step in the right direction, but perhaps, as we've said it before, being nice isn't enough. I'm sure Slaven is one who can shout when he needs to shout. You don't get that impression from him when he's sort of talking in his press conferences too much. He's, he, when you sort of see him on the turn, you listen to him speak, he seems a bit more thoughtful than perhaps you, you'd imagine the Compo- player that you Composed saw that. but determined? Yeah, when you saw that player on the pitch for Croatia, that bloke that got sent off in that World Cup semi-final, I think he did, didn't he, against France? Yeah, so uh, you, you'd expect him to be a different type of character. But And, and I like that about him, that it, it doesn't seem to be all sort of blood and thunder. But I think he's given some belief and some confidence to the players and the opportunity, opportunity to play more on the front foot. Um, yeah. And again, we, we talk about our defeat today, but we've seen that. We've seen them play positively, territorially, it's in the opposition half, having sort of dominating there, dominating with the ball. Um, and I think as a fan, generally, you like to see that, don't you? Rather than a team sort of sitting back and sort of soaking things up and, and trying to counter. You want to be, when you, when you think you've got the better players, you want to dominate the game. And I think he's done that. You, you, we look more like a team, I think, under under Slaven Bilic. I think under Rob Edwards, like you say, there was a huge dollop of goodwill. But we were a lot of us were sitting there thinking, is this really looking like a team that's going to threaten in the in the championship? And all too often, the the answer was no. And I think under Slaven Bilic, what there there is is the they look like a football team. They look like a team that's been sent out to win matches. I just want to ask you, Dave, whether you, this might be a bit reductive on my part, but you have noticed an attitudinal shift from this Watford side, I think, with a couple of, with a couple of exceptions. Most performances have been something to, that the fans can, can get behind under Slaven Billets. Do you think he's quietly dealing with what I felt like was it was still a bit of an attitude problem amongst amongst some of this squad. I th- I got the impression that some of these players were thinking we can turn up at places like like Millwall, we can turn up at, at places that are, have been in the Championship for a long time and win, which which ain't going to cut it as as we've seen. Do you think he's he's kind of rooting those out a little bit? Perhaps uh, he, he you know he doesn't come across as a sort of character that suffers falls badly you know and I think he has got an edge to him. He's quite considered, as you say, in press conferences, but you've seen when we've lost games, when we've had bad games, he's not afraid to speak his mind. And you can imagine, if he's speaking like that to the, to the media after games, I, I imagine he'd be very frank with the players at times as well. I don't think there's any question that he's made us much better since he's come in. You know, as you say, there was a lot of goodwill towards Rob Edwards and it wasn't Rob's fault that he got the job and there was a lot of mitigating circumstances around Rob's tenure. But I think Slav's when he came in he's looked for some easy wins straight away he, you know got but Rob was persisting with the three at the back and it was, just wasn't working and Slav's kept it simple and he's made a few little tweaks like swapping Saar and Semmer which have paid off in certain games we, we 
he's clearly told Backman, you're going short. I don't want you to go long. He's, Backman hardly ever goes long from goal kicks anymore. Cause, and, and I think Rob wanted him to do that as well. It, there were times in the, in, under Edwards where Trouston, Sierralto, whoever was playing centre-back would come short and Backman went, nope, up you go. Where Slavs clearly said no we're playing out from the back and we've, we've been better at progressing the ball still not perfect you know we miss loser loser helps us do that a lot more but we've been better at progressing the ball those midfielders have got on the ball a bit more we, we are better at getting up the ball up the pitch he's still been hampered as well by the injuries he still hasn't got the, the absolute best 11 but I think he's made us a much better football team we look much more confident the attitude as you say has been good most games been a, there's been a few duds but that's just going to happen with the sort of players we've got and the sort of league that this is but we, we, I, I like him I like I, I like him I've been impressed by him I, I know there was a lot of noise when he came in and it was hard maybe to get on board with the appointment initially but I've been very enthused by what I've seen from him and look, who knows come Christmas or whatever we shouldn't get too far ahead of ourselves ever in this with this club but yeah, I, don't I, want like... him to, I don't want him to get drunk at the Christmas party and end up having a massive ding dong with Gino because he hasn't brought in an extra two midfielders and a and a right back you feel like that yeah. the, the, there is still that potential but you, you like that about yeah, your yeah. manager and I think he's actually for me he's a like you say David we never really properly came to terms with Slavin Bilic taking over because there was so much noise and confusion and concern and it was such a peculiar time to be a Watford fan you sort of came to a game and said oh there's Slavin Bilic on the touchline he's our manager of course and I don't think we've we've probably taken genuine stock until now which is why I thought it was a good opportunity to have this this chat of what a good what the, the pedigree he has you know he's he's been there and done it at, at club level at international level and managing it as well Jace do you think there's any particular players who have flourished under 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 um, under Slavin Bilic I think um, I think Kayembe yeah. I think it's, and he sort of lost his place didn't he with loser coming back in but he's come back in um, and we sort of talked about him today looking better I think just just recent weeks we've seen a bit more from him and I think again it's all about that that confidence, isn't it? He, he, he seems to be a lot more of uh, a confident player. I think that obviously the setup suits him as well. Being able to play alongside a player like uh, Hamza Chowdhury um, just seems to have given him that, that extra boost, and we've seen a lot more from him now. The, 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 um, the game against Luton a couple of weeks ago, I thought he's outstanding. Best game in a Watford shirt by far. Going to have to ask you the question, David. Hindsight is uh, is twenty twenty. What do you think the league table, and what do you think? our life would have been like as a Watford supporter had Slaven Bilic taken over in the, in the summer instead of Rob Edwards? I think we would probably be a little bit better. I, I, you know, I don't think we should forget the, the fact that Rob didn't have... You know, Slavs had had loser for a few games at least. Rob didn't have Keen, a fit Keenan Davis for most of the time he was there. So he, Rob didn't have the players that he probably wanted for the way that he wanted to play. So... You know, I don't think we should completely uh, trash the reputation of Rob Edwards based on what ha- what Slaven Bilic has done. But uh, as I say, I think I think Slaven Bilic, it, it, you know, and it's it's no surprise he's a more experienced manager than Rob Edwards. You know, he, this is a guy that's managed in the Premier League and it's you know had a brilliant season with West Ham in their last season at Upton Park, nearly got in the Champions League. He's got promoted out of the Championship with West Brom, and yeah, he's tailed off for him in both jobs. But he's clearly got enough about him to get something going and. It shouldn't be a surprise to us, really, that you know that he is a good manager, and I think we probably would be a little bit higher up the table if he'd come in and start the season. But you know, I think I think it does highlight, though, because um, I mean, it's, it's comments that we've we've made before. Um, 
we were making in the Premier League seasons where, oh, if we'd have had Nigel Pearson earlier in the season, would we, would we have done better? If after uh, Ranieri won a couple of games early on, if we'd have had him at the start of the season, would we, yeah, would we have done better? And it, it kind of, you've got to say, it highlights poor recruitment and choices in terms of manager slash head coach yep. again, yep. Um, as much as, as making the right decision when it wasn't working for Edwards. You've managed to get a bit of negativity in there. Lovely, Chase. I like that. What I will say, I mean, you know, if we're, if we're looking at what could have been, say, it's not like we're completely cut adrift. No, absolutely you know? not. And it, this league, is, it's, it's, it's mad, it's crazy. You have off days and you have games like the one against Millwall away, which I was at with Kieran, and it was just horrendous. We both left after 70 minutes and it was so bad. But, and at that time, it's sort of, you know, when, we've lost, when, when we lost the game to Blackpool and it just felt like, oh, no, it's all getting away from us. But we won three on a bounce. We could have won four to but we didn't but we're, we're still in touch we've still gone up the table we're seventh today we're 29 points we're just out two points outside the playoffs you know Burnley got hammered today yeah. lost 5-2 to Sheffield United Blackburn are still up there in second so eh, we're still in touch absolutely so we've been, we've been very very positive about Slavin Bilic and probably as we would be to his face if he was here quite frankly <laughs> um, I'm going to put you on the spot then what does he need to do to improve? One thing that he needs to improve. Either of you can go first. Stick your hand up. Go on, James. Um, well, perhaps, perhaps this is an easy answer to say because we know he's taken him away to Spain and he's talked about it and that's fitness. And the way he wants to play, we talk about dominating territory, talk about dominating the ball. You've got to be fit. You've got to work hard. We saw today what happens if you don't work hard enough. Hassan Kamara trying to get him back into position. He'll want them to be running for 90 minutes. He wants to get that fitness sorted. He wants to try and sort out these injuries that are sort of blighting the squad. That's exactly what he's going to be looking to do. Sorry, I've nicked the easy answer there, Dave. It's all right. Dave is at peak fitness, so he's, uh, he's safe. On to you, mate. Not sure about that. Um, Me I, neither. I was being exceptionally <laughs> kind. I think, I think he needs to get more consistent. I know we just won three in a row, but we've lost today. I think we've still, we still do have an off day in us, don't we? Yeah, very much so. I know most teams in the league do, but we, we've still got a Millwall in us and a, and a Blackpool away in us. I think, I think we need to get more consistent so that we can really put a proper run together. You know, after the World Cup, after that break, you know, that, is, that is a crucial time as well. Get, get work, with the, work with the players. We've only got one player going to the, to the World Cup in SAR, so the whole squad will be there. Work with that squad. Get everyone fit. Get your best players back. And then hopefully we can motor on in the second half of the season and really put a big run together like we did last time under Cisco. If you go 10 games unbeaten, you will zoom up that table. We've mentioned off to Spain. Hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer there. It's been another wet and windy day at Vicarage Road here for the visit of, uh, of Coventry. And in the week on our socials, we mentioned on the back of the Cardiff game where it was another wet and windy one, Watford fans having to turn, turn back some of them because of a combination of the weather and the traffic. What's the worst conditions you've been to a, a Watford game in, the worst weather? It's really easy for me. Go on, I'll, I'll, I'll go, go one that you probably won't say. I, I, I went away at uh, Scarborough, I think, for the nil-nil in the uh, FA Cup third round. Snow, freezing cold... Uh, no goals, uh, all the a very very long journey. Um, Jace, I reckon I know which uh, which one you're going to say. Go. Go. Where are you going to go? Gonna I was going to say Torquay and the auto windscreens here. No, go no, on. Well, I'll no, come back I, to that I, one then. There's there, there a few sort of. I'm going to mention first. Of all I'm going to mention is the, the I think it was Burnley that that didn't happen. 
where we all walked up to the ground, absolutely soaked, and then the game got called off before it even started and had to walk out. There was the Wigan one where he got abandoned. Got abandoned but yeah. the one I seem to remember that stands out for me, I think it was the centenary game when we weren't sure whether we were 100 years old or not. Was it 91, 92? Against Arsenal, and I stood on the terrace because the, uh, the north stand still hadn't been built, I don't think, and... It was like it was August, but it absolutely <laughs> hosed it down. Absolutely soaked through. No, no protection whatsoever. Just an absolute dripping wreck for a friendly. <laughs> that's that's uh, commitment for you. Yeah, well done. I hope, I hope my memory has served me well, and I got that right. But I'm pretty sure that's that's lurking in there somewhere. We shall find out soon enough. But that that Torquay game, I'm pretty sure it's in the auto windscreens. The East Sand, as it as it was, was the only one that was open, and I think it went to extra time. Much to the sort of concern, presumably, of St John's Ambulance, who could see about 1,500 people sort of developing early onset hypothermia. And, and as, that second, as that extra time kicked up, you could actually see the pitch freezing in front of you. It was an absolutely extraordinarily cold evening. I really have known, any, known anything like it. My feet, my, my toes are sort of twitching just at the mention of it. Just to, uh, it's like a knee-jerk reaction, like a muscle memory reaction to get the blood pumping um, to fend off talkie-itis. Dave, worst conditions you've been to a Watford game in? Worst ones I've seen was the Wigan game at home in the Premier League season under Boothroyd that got called off. But in terms of like my experience was probably I think it was the same season. So we, we played Bolton in the FA Cup. No, we can't have been the same season because we got the semi-final that year. But it was, maybe it was season after or something or season before. Maybe it was, maybe it was the promotion season actually under Boothroyd. Played Bolton in the FA Cup third round. We were 3-0 down after an hour. We played the kids, I think. And at that, I was, I was sitting in the very last seat in the upper rouse, as it was then, closest to the, the north stand end. And the rain was coming in at such an angle, I was just getting absolutely <laughs> pelted with the rain. We were 3-0 down. We had a joke of a team out, and I, I left after an hour. Only time I've ever done it. Get home. I, I, I was going to say, it had to be a, a pretty bad, because the number of times that we've stood here recording and seen Dave shivering his nuts off because he's worn <laughs> not enough clothes. <laughs> so it had to be pretty bad for it to be his worst. He's learning, he's learning. Well, hopefully Watford have a, uh, a nice time in Spain. Hopefully it's a bit warmer and hopefully Watford's uh, form returns to its red-hot nature of the last couple of weeks. It's ended in disappointment here, but we're down, uh, but not out, I don't think. I think we're leaving, we're leaving Vicarage Road with more positives than negatives. Jace, thanks very much. Thank you. DCW. Thank you. Of course, don't forget you can follow us on our socials. We're on uh, Instagram and f- uh, Twitter for now. Elon, for now. Um, but thanks ever so much for joining us. Uh, if you've got anything to, uh, you want to ask us, anything you want to pull us up on, if you want to tell Jace uh, that he was wrong about his recollection, that I was wrong about mine, you know where to find us. We always love hearing from you guys. Thanks very much for joining us. And come on, you horns. Come on, you horns.